Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, as always. Hopefully it helps you get through a little bit of your day, whether that's conference periods, or lunch, or getting ready for work in the mornings, or sitting on the porch in the evenings, or Working on fence, changing diapers, doing laundry, dishes, just driving up and down the road. I really appreciate y'all Give me some of your time and I will try and use it wisely. The heat is really starting to cause problems. We've lost three of the chicks in the last couple of days to it and I'm afraid we may lose some more so we didn't lose any yesterday though and I will pass this on I'm really not sure if this works or not yet folks but <clears throat> I had somebody tell me with young chicks uh or actually, I mean, I read about it in a magazine, one of them, they were talking about when it gets real hot, they will take old water bottles and put them in the freezer. And then they'll put those frozen water bottles out there with the chicks and that that seems to help. And so we'll see. I don't know at this point. At any rate, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for time to record this podcast, for the people that listen to it and share it. Bless them and their families. Give them a strong faith, wisdom, and courage. Help us all, Father, to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first, to love you with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and body, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to get our priorities in order, Father, both as individuals and as a nation. Help us to be courageous, to not be afraid to speak the truth, and not be afraid to pay whatever the price is for following you, Father. And give us assurance that you'll be with us always through every trial. God, my words, Lord, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to go back to John Quincy Adams. And the first thing I'm going to do is reread those two lines uh, that we talked about yesterday or the day before, whenever, near the end. Uh, just because there are a couple of those that, as I said, I really ought to have a podcast once a week that just adds on to some of these quotes uh, that we've just forgotten or don't know or never knew. This is July 4th, 1821. The highest glory of the American Revolution was that it was this. It connected in one indissoluble bond the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. From the day of the Declaration, they 
the American people, were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of the gospel, which they nearly all, acknowledge as the rules of their conduct. Again, folks, just the the simple statement of fact that the principles of Christianity were bound together with our civil government, our public life. The modern idea of separation of church and state is just an absolute, complete fraud and lie. It should have never gotten through the Supreme Court, especially considering those people were supposed to know uh, so much about the founding of our nation. Uh, and then again, the, the, Ameri- the, the second line there, you know, this wasn't just some random leaders who felt this way. And this wasn't just a bunch of old, white, rich men that felt this way. This was the American people as a whole. And they all acknowledged the laws of God. And almost all, a vast majority folks, acknowledged the gospel of Jesus Christ as the rules for their conduct, for the way they lived their lives. And so this idea that we shouldn't have Christianity in our government is just totally false. And also the idea, which I don't think you hear as often, but you still hear, that it was just a few people maybe that believed the gospel is just totally false. And it, that, that corresponds or you know confirms what Justice Joseph Story wrote about in his commentaries on the Constitution, particularly the First Amendment, which was that if the people as a whole, not just the leaders, but if the people as a whole had ever thought that the Constitution was going to degrade Christianity, they never would have agreed to passing it, to to ratifying it. And, and it also ties in with Benjamin Franklin's quote that we read recently about the fact that Americans used to know the Bible. He didn't have to explain his references to the Bible because Americans knew the Bible so well. And, and the problem today is we don't know the Bible, and so we don't know those references in our founding documents and the comments, the quotes of our founders. And we don't even, we've forgotten all this. I, I certainly had never heard these quotes until I started doing this podcast. And I would be willing to bet that there's a vast majority of y'all that listen that hadn't heard these quotes either. Or if you did, you'd forgotten them. <clears throat> July 4th, 1837. In a speech celebrating the 61st anniversary of the signing of the Declaration, John Quincy Adams proclaimed to the inhabitants of the town of Newburyport. A little side note here quickly, folks. I, the resources that I use so frequently, uh, most of this is coming out of America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotations, who I happen to have the book right in front of me today, and I forget so often, William J. Federer, Federer, uh, is the author and editor of that book. Phenomenal resource book. 
that book and the Founders Bible uh, by the Wall Builders Association, uh, Barton, are really well sourced. I'm sorry, my vocabulary went away for a minute. Uh, you can use them as a reference and go in and not only find these great quotes, uh, but then they have them sourced so that you, if you want more on a particular thing, you can go in and find that source and read the whole document if you want, instead of just one quote or something like that. Uh, the Patriots Bible, as I've said before, uh, by Dr. Richard Lee is a little easier, I feel like, to get into. Uh, but it's not quite as well sourced. But both of those two Bibles do a phenomenal job in tying in these quotes with particular verses or stories in the Bible. And you can get them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, a lot of places online. I'm sure bookstores, you can order them there. So, great resources again, and that's what I'm reading from. So, here we go. Why is it that next to the birthday of the Savior of the world, your most joyous and most venerated festival returns on this day? Is it not that in the chain of human events, the birthday of the nation is indissolubly linked with the birthday of the Savior? that it forms a leading event in the progress of the gospel dispensation? Is it not that the Declaration of Independence first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon earth? That it laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity and gave to the world, the first irrevocable pledge to the fulfillment of the prophecies announced directly from heaven at the birth of the Savior and predicted by the greatest of the Hebrew prophets 600 years before. I mean, that's just another phenomenal little snippet, right? So what is he saying? What is he telling the people? And this is, you got to remember, folks, that this is 60 years after the Declaration. So we're well into our country. And if you go back and tie this together with the requirements for the statement of faith in a number of the state constitutions. And I, I heard a little quote. I got hit on this uh, online recently. And so one of the things that you'll get often from people today, particularly on the left, that want to pretend that we weren't founded on the principles of Christ as well. If we're founded on the principles of Christ, show me where that is in the Constitution. Why isn't it in the Constitution? It ought to be there. If we're, and of course, first of all, there's <clears throat> quite a few implicit references. They talk about the Christian Sabbath, right, in the Constitution. And then the entire Bill of Rights, especially when you go back and actually read from the people that helped put the Bill of Rights together is based on the principles of Christianity and the Bible. So it's not really a true statement to begin with, but one of the reasons that our founders didn't explicitly put 
Jesus Christ into the Constitution. There's actually two reasons. We've talked about one recently. But they felt like that would be treading on the power and responsibility and authority of the states. The, the state constitutions already had references, as we've read on this podcast and talked about requirements for faith in Christ, for public office, for leadership. They had these ties at the state level to God and Jesus Christ, right? The other reason is Benjamin Franklin's. The Americans knew the Bible so well, they were so overwhelmingly a Christian population that they didn't need it explicitly stated in the Constitution. They already knew it. And they knew that that's what it was tying into. So, but at any rate, this quote again, right? So the 4th of July, the Declaration, John Quincy Adams again, He's saying, why is it that we celebrate the 4th of July second only to the birth of Christ? Which is an interesting comment in and of itself, right? Those are our two greatest holidays, or they used to be. Even 60 years in, 50 years into our country. Is it not because there's an indissoluble link between the birthday of the Savior and the birthday of the nation? Again, this link between Christ and our government. You can't have, and this is something else we, I got into online recently, but you cannot have America without people that follow Jesus Christ, without the principles of Christ. You can't have freedom and liberty. Ironically, the only place where people are given the freedom to reject God or choose God is in a country that is based on the principles of Christ. That's the only place you're going to get that freedom. You don't get it in any of the Muslim nations. You don't get it in any of the socialist communists. Look what's going on in Iran. Look what's going on and in, in has been for a long time in, in China. Places like that. You don't get that choice. There's no choice. They might give lip service to it, which they do, but that's all it is. Right? And even in the, in the supposedly free socialist countries in Europe, look what happens to people. Look what is happening to people that stand up for the truth of the Bible. Just look north of our border in Canada. Look what's happening to people that stand up for the truth of the Bible. And, and don't think it's not coming here, folks. It is. There, there's going to absolutely come a day, and it seems to be getting closer and closer, where you're going to have to make a choice about whether you're going to stick to Jesus Christ or stick to the world. So, again, Declaration of Independence from this quote, first organized the social compact on the foundation of the Redeemer's mission upon earth that it laid the cornerstone of human government on the first precepts of Christianity and gave the world the first irrevocable pledge of the fulfillment of the prophecies announced directly from heaven at the birth of the Savior. Irrevocably there strikes me, folks. You know, we have a responsibility as a Christian nation. Uh, and when we reject God, we reject that responsibility. And therefore, we shouldn't be surprised when the blessings of heaven are taken away. 
God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.